should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book. You can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Hello and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother Code <laughs> Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because it would seem too normal to just read the collected works of the Marquis de Sade. My name is Kevin. I'm joined by my co-host Benedict, whose fault this is. Our Benedict. Kevin doesn't feel well. <laughs> no, Kevin has COVID. Kevin has um, COVID. Is not fun. No. Kevin also has a dedication to the craft. Absolutely. Okay, so um, I am always the one that's like, we can miss a week. And Kevin's mm-hmm. like, no, we're never missing a week. Yeah. So this week I Don't forced Kevin to record. <laughs> <laughs> I made him get out of bed and was like, you said we can never miss a week, motherfucker. Bullshit. Yeah. Uh, that is, I'm way, too, way, I'm way does, too kind for that. <laughs> where you tried to get me to skip a week. I am simply said, nah. looking after your health, sir. Well, Benedict, uh, what's your favorite thing on the internet right now? Favorite thing on the internet? Mm-hmm. Um, what are you enjoying out there? That is a good question. Can I ask you what yours is while I think about it? Because I know that yeah, you have mine, one. Mine's going to be pretty quick, though, because yeah. it's pretty simply... What rules, you sons of bitches? <laughs> That's so funny. Did you see all the, like, um, they put it over, like, the uh, all the yep. video games? Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, they yeah. did it with uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. They did it with, I, and look, I think normally all the... All, What's the one with the, where you have, you find out you've got the mind control all the way? You've been, like, being mind controlled all the way through? I forget what it's called. I, are you thinking of Bioshock? Yeah, yeah, You're not Bioshock. mind controlled well, in that game. You're just manipulating. Yeah, but he's been using like a trigger word to get you to do stuff. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they did it over that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Look, normally all the clips we have in my little, uh, my little soundboard are from things we played on the show, but two clips from that Jordan Peterson thing were just too good to turn down. So the first one, obviously, that I just played, what rules, you sons of bitches? Fantastic. Just fantastic. And the other one... Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. They're just... One of the greatest things I've ever... That man, that man losing his mind in public yeah. has been such a gift. <laughs> it's been such a gift for all of we'll us. We'll see who cancels who. Miss Piggy says I'm the greatest. <laughs> Um, well, what's your favorite thing? Do you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be weird, not weird, actually extremely mainstream and normal, Mm. but I have, I I have somewhat begun detoxing myself from social media. Oh, you gross, you gross weirdo. Going, going instead (sighs) to actual news websites. Mm -hmm. So I'm really enjoying. Just click the links. No, just that's click the, the fucking links. No, because that that then social media decides what I read, oh, and I p- 
perpetually furious, which is fine to a point, but I would like, I would rather decide for myself what I would like to be furious about and also what I mean, I would like to be look, reading. you and I are two of the only people I know who still subscribe to actual newspapers, right? Like, yeah, and half of it, I said, well, we basically have canceled each other's subscriptions out because I subscribe <laughs> to some things and we're like, you want to log in? And then you subscribe to some things and you're hey, like, hey, it you works for us. It works we, for us. We could have just subscribed to our own shit, but it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, yeah, so I, I, the BBC website I'm really enjoying at the moment, mm. and also um, just just yeah, B, the mm, BBC yeah, website. Yeah, that, that great story I sent you earlier today of the fake uh, <laughs> fake cricket league. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that was good stuff. That was absolutely the best cricket news that has ever happened. Yeah. I'm also particularly enjoying all the coverage of Boris Johnson being <coughs> to resign. That that's <clears> been particularly uh, cathartic. Oh, good God, that's been a saga. We're yeah. wait, we're just. Like, look, today's show is going to be different. I should just say from the outset, uh, because I've had COVID all weekend, and I don't think anybody <clears throat> particularly wants to listen to uh, an hour or so of me coughing and making sick noises. So, rather than the normal book review today, we're we're gonna we're sort of playing it by ear. We'll get to it when we get to it, but we're doing a clip show today. We're watching mm-hmm. some videos because uh, Benedict really needs to to. <laughs> take over a lot of the talking for today's yeah. episode or or prager dennis prager yeah but better whoever happens to be talking start us off do you have a take for us this week i do kevin this comes out of our conversation from before the show and i'm still working on this idea but this is my self-help help book idea be a lightning I, I rod think, i think there are three types of people in life and this came for background this came because kevin said that there are that that, that, that rush limbaugh's life no, was a waste and he left nothing of value for humanity precisely yeah and true said the fact, same thing about way. william f buckley which i think is is potentially true but as a result i started thinking because i am a thinker in this <laughs> scenario and uh, i think there are three types of people in life i think there are thinkers i think there are facilitators and i think there are lightning rods and i think in life people want shut to be a lightning rod but they Just should shut want the to fuck be up. a thinker <laughs> anyway william f buckley is a facilitator rush limbaugh's a lightning rod I guess Jordan Peterson's a thinker. Nope. <laughs> nope, my friend. Nope. Don't no, you dare no. even go anyway, there. Uh, if anyone would like to help me iterate this idea, I'm happy to chat about it on, on social media, despite the detox. Yeah, you what always wanted you? to be on Good Morning America. Absolutely. <clears throat> I'm going to write this book one day and sell it to like crypto people, mm. and they're going to fucking love it because they all think they're lightning rods for crypto. <laughs> you can't all be lightning rods, otherwise oh, the world would be on fire. That's, that's another thing I loved over the, the past week. There's that documentary about a crypto conference, uh, oh, yeah. and like who, it was titled something like uh, Crypto Anarchy, or I don't know what the fuck it was. And all the actual anarchists and shit that I follow on social media were like, <laughs> these are not anarchists. These are just fucking rich crypto douchebags. There's a yes. difference. Yeah, good stuff. What's, um, your, what's your hot take? COVID sucks is my, is my yeah, hot take. That's fair, yeah, COVID no, sucks. That's, that's all it is. Uh, I think I got it on the 4th of July. Oh, um, because I was out. Uh, there was a concert in downtown St. Louis where Coolio... And Tovlo, oh, Montel oh, so you, Jordan you you played it the last time we recorded. I mean, was, well, we recorded like the day after that, so yeah, that's when I that's when I imagine I got it because that's when I was around. There was way too many people out there, and but I couldn't turn down Montel Jordan, sure. Coolio, Tovlo. 
Um, so, you know, that's what I'm suffering through. Anyways, Benedict. Is it, which is one of those <laughs> person that sings this is how we do it yes that's montel jordan is, was montel the it and this is how we do it get COVID. <laughs> i might as well have been he also started off with a bunch of jesus shit before he started oh, doing that song come on, montel. yeah he was like i'm a pastor and blah 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 i'm like just yeah just sing the song none of us are here for this um so housekeeping rate and review us wherever you can please follow us on social media at nygbc pod uh updates I mistakenly said that the filmmaker uh, played Obama in the movie Dreams of My Real Father, which was mentioned on our Alex Jones episode. Mm. Um, I was thinking of an even more insane Obama movie, uh, I was wrong, called Obama Nude, made by a guy named Ken Del Vecchio, who Ken. also produced oh, an anti-abortion movie featuring Robert Loggia. Why do I know Ken Del Vecchio as a name? I don't know. Uh, I think the god-awful movie guys have covered uh, okay, yeah, multiple of his movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're real fucking bad. And this guy is insane. So I got them uh, cool. mixed up. Um, second, in reference to Alex Jones, uh, his supposed prediction of <coughs> 9-11. Mm-hmm. And by the way, apologies that I'm basically not doing any editing on this week's episode. So there's going to be a lot of coughs left in here so you'll you'll just i'm sucking down the cough drops as fast as i can but there's not much i can do about it um but uh saying that uh, something big was going to happen that's nothing special uh conspiracy theorists and jones in particular and even just like right-wing radio hosts oh they love to use vague language in they're, order to yeah it. it's nostradamus invented this they're always just screaming that something big is about to happen and because something big eventually will happen. This is the United States. There's a fucking school shooting, you know, several times a year. So if you <laughs> just keep saying, Alex Jones. they're going to do something, and then a school shooting happens, or blank happens, you can just blame it on that, right? A bridge collapses. You say, oh, this was the globalists who did it. Um, and also, I wanted to point out that recently, you've all seen probably uh, the conservative talking point of SSRIs, which are um, uh, antidepressants. Uh, mm. I haven't been... seen this actually. I not to make you explain it. Sorry, but well, there's been an uptick in pe- in people just mainstream. Uh, as much as you know, I always contend that the the fringe is the center now. But the mainstream conservative right blaming antidepressants for mass shootings. So I believe uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene certainly. Although oh, I did see that actually. She yeah, was doing it. Um, I also saw several regular Fox News. Folks do it. Charlie Kirk did it. Michael Knowles, who's a guy we've talked about on the show, he has done it. Uh, And I believe Laura Ingram is one of the other ones that I saw do it. And also, I think Tucker Carlson name-dropped them. Uh, Because uh, that is explicitly an Alex Jones thing. Alex Jones has been screaming about antidepressants for years. And how the globalists, whenever they want a shooting, they'll just dope somebody up on antidepressants and then put a gun in their hands and let them loose. So... They're just taking talking points straight from Alex Jones. It's a pipeline. Cool. Uh, yep. Runs straight from him everywhere. <clears throat> uh, spooky World, New World Order this week. Um, if there's anybody who deserves induction, I've been too out of it the last couple of days to put you on my notes. So, why don't we just say that the inventors of the COVID vaccine, you are now part of our New World Spooky World Order. And if you want to be part of the New World Spooky World Order, you know what to do. Uh, do I have to say it all? No, nope, I'll, I'll do it. Get Kevin's attention. Donate to a charity. Follow the show. Oh, it, it, become a patron, or just do something cool. Ah, 
It's almost like you sort of pay attention sometimes I do, on this yeah, show. yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Occasionally. Or, like, I listen back to make sure I didn't miss anything while uh, I was in a few So, Benedict, <laughs> this week, uh, like I said, we're not doing the normal chapter this week because I just feel too bad. Um, you can't bring yourself to face, Mark Levin. <laughs> man. And plus, like I said, I don't think anyone wants an episode of me sounding this bad the entire way through. No. <coughs> doing most of the talking. So, instead, Benedict... I have my little mini laptop that I play all of our videos on. It is loaded up with tabs. Uh, let me count up the tabs here so we can see how many choices we have oh, as tabs. well as options oh, go. Oh, tabs. Let me count the mm-hmm. tabs. Let me count the ways. One, how do two, I love thee? Three, Not four, at all. five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oof, there are nine hot. tabs. A good number of them are PragerU. Uh, we have one John Birch Society video in there. Uh, we have... The Alex Jones versus David Duke debate on one of them, a clip uh, from the Southern Poverty Law Center, a shorter portion of it. And then we have, because I realize we didn't do any Alex Jones clips on last week's episode, we have an Alex Jones special report from, I believe, yesterday, Saturday, July 9th, or so, two days ago. Okay, I need all of our listeners to promise that they won't go and listen to Alex Jones, seriously. (laughs) But Benedict, so I, how many did I say there were? One, nine. Two, nine. So one through nine, they are scrambled up. So uh, take your pick. What will you have? Uh, seven. You'll have number seven. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Number seven is a PragerU video by Dinesh okay. D'Souza, oh, our buddy. Great. Dartmouth grad Dinesh D'Souza. <laughs> <laughs> Titled, James Madison and the Constitution oh, Making America. Yeah. We okay. already watched one of them in his series on this. I think we watched the... Uh, Thomas Jefferson and the uh, and equality one, I think, is the one mm. we watched for obvious reason. But let's yeah, see how yeah. this one goes. The preamble to the American Constitution begins with the phrase, we the people. But could the people of America... Okay, so far he's got one correct fact, which is more than usual. <laughs> so I got to give it to him. Yeah. Be counted on to do the right thing all or even most of the time. The principal architect of the Constitution, James Madison, gave this question a great deal of thought. Mm-hmm. His answer was a decided no. Okay. Yeah, okay, so this is the direct democracy thing, right? This I, is going to be... I think this is, so. This should have representative democracy. But also, remember, James Madison also owned slaves. Yeah, And And I, I hate to always harp on that, but... If someone got uh, some things right, got some things wrong, but some big things. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. But but let's just say, as a blanket statement, if someone perhaps is uh, supposed to be the person we're looking to for guidance, is the the authority figure. If we're making an appeal to authority, which is definitely what Dinesh D'Souza is doing here, and whenever they talk about the founders, uh, perhaps if someone thought owning other human beings was okay, we don't have to listen to every single thing they thought. Yeah. We, we don't have to think they were correct about all of it. Just yeah, and just maybe. The, the the other thing that I would say is that the Constitution isn't even Madison's best work. Like he has, he wrote other things that were much more sensible. Oh, that he didn't his, have to his compromise. His babysitters on. club novels, the <laughs> the ones he did, they were they were really good. His his were, were really special. He wrote other things politically <laughs> that he didn't have to compromise on as much. That are simply much better Benedict, ideas. Are you saying the babysitters club is not political? Because also, Jefferson's note, notes on the state of Virginia, like. As uh, politically is is better than the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. So, mm. Mm. carrying on. Whenever yes, there's say, an interest and power to, to do wrong, them. he said, wrong will generally be done. 
Okay. For his new nation, Madison wanted as much freedom as possible with as little government as possible. That's but he had no illusions. Tyranny, he knew, comes in many forms. It's not confined to monarchies and dictatorships. So Tyranny of the majority, yes, yes. By the yes, way, the two, the two images he put up there for monarchies and dictatorships? Let what? me guess. A crown and, like, Adolf Hitler's mustache. No, close. <laughs> Hammer and sickle is the other one. Okay. Good stuff. In democratic society, the threat of tyranny comes from the people themselves. The mm. founders call this the tyranny of the majority. The mm. majority. By the way, uh, so again, another thing, um, I think there's an even more direct uh, relation. If you thought slaves were okay, I get to laugh at you when you say tyranny of the majority. Yep. Like, that's well, that's just... not the tyranny of the majority. That's the tyranny of the minority. I, I know, just, I know. Yeah. But when they say tyranny of the majority, I get to laugh at them. Yeah. That's how that works. Majority mm -hmm. will, if it can, put its own interests above those of the minority and generally not hesitate to deprive it of its rights and freedoms. Yeah, imagine a group of people that would put their own interests over those of the minority and would yeah, deprive now, them of now rights imagine and freedoms. They, well, they, to be fair, they never do that. They put their own interests over the, above uh -huh. those in the majority. Every time. Every time, right? This is why Madison was preoccupied with the problem of what he called factions, the word he used for any kind of organized pressure group. Madison deemed both minority and majority factions dangerous, yet of the two types of factions, he considered a majority faction to be more dangerous. Why? Because minority factions can be curbed by the power of the majority. But who will curb the majority? Who watches the Watchmen better? Yeah. Okay, also, this... I mean, anything anything Madison thought about any of this was is irrelevant because after Madison's death, political parties developed. Right. He so... was just, dude was just wrong. Was just yeah. wrong about well, a lot of stuff. I, to be, Madison, to be fair to him, did go away and was like, I'm going to study every government that's ever existed and find the best one, which to be fair, he, he tried. did okay. He put yeah, in he some tried effort. real hard, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Didn't listen, exactly like, land on, on the best answer, also, though. The, once again, he had to convince a bunch of drunkards that his system that he had designed was the best system. I get it, man. They had to make some compromises. I get it. I'm just saying there's plenty to criticize there. Plenty to criticize. And it, it, because the, the position that Dinesh comes from, and we know this because you and I, you know, if there's any one person We've listened to we have spent more time we, on, we, it's probably Glenn Beck. But I, Dinesh D'Souza, we know... Uh, it's entirely an appeal to authority, and it's how dare I you... I could have a Dartmouth degree in Dinesh studies. <laughs> like... With him, if anything it contradicts the founders, it is anti-American, it is evil, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. He refuses to even accept that there can be valid criticisms of the founders, or that perhaps we have better things we can achieve than what they wanted. It's just, it doesn't occur in his mind. It's just unacceptable. So, uh, I'm bored with this video. Let's okay. move on. All right. uh, we have eight cool. left. Give me a number one through eight. Seven. Number again. seven. All right. Number seven, Benedict, we have landed on the Alex Jones Saturday oh, no. Emergency okay. Broadcast, it is titled. Uh, okay. It is titled Emergency Saturday Broadcast, exclamation point. <laughs> World on fire. <laughs> Sri Lanka okay. overthrown by populist uprising. EU rocked by farmers battling globalist takeover. Does he think the Sri Lanka thing is good or bad? Um, I don't think he actually says. I only 
Okay. Because, again, because I'm sick, I haven't watched all these videos like I normally do. I watched, like, the first five minutes of this, um, and I don't remember okay. it because that was, like, two hours ago. In a fugue yeah. state, yeah. Uh, so why don't we just jump into it? All right. Here, July 4th, 2022, and it's time to redeclare your Declaration of Independence against tyranny by empowering your immune system and your... Oh, great. It's an ad. It's an ad. Okay. Yeah, body yeah, yeah, and yeah, helping yeah. keep InfoWars on the air. You do it by visiting InfoWarsStore.com with... Don't visit InfoWarsStore.com. No, please don't. We didn't mean to... Oh, wow. What's that individual governments announcing Oop, a... I skipped ahead too far. Simply attacking... Uh, I'm just going to go back to the beginning. It's Saturday, July 9th, 2022. We're live. Transmitting from the Rebel Headquarters in Austin, Texas. The Reds, does he always call it the Rebel Headquarters? Sometimes he calls it Occupied Texas. Okay. InfoWars. Tomorrow's news. Today. So he's playing some footage of the Sri Lanka protests. Which were pretty crazy, yeah. right? I mean... Pretty ominous Every overtones. Every major Western publication, from the BBC to ABC News, from CNN to Der Spiegel, is calling millions of Sri Lankans burning down buildings and vehicles, attacking police, sacking government facilities, physically attacking the leader of the country, breaking into the presidential palace, swimming in the swimming pool. They're calling this a protest. Okay. okay. Be behind Alex, <laughs> on his giant screens, is footage of people in the swimming pool. Which was all I, all I can hear when he talks is Trump going, "Folks, they're calling it a protest. It's not a protest." <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have not covered the Sri Lanka situation closely enough uh, to have a well-developed opinion on what I, what's going on there. Again, I've been sick, but my understanding of it is. Uh, this is because of just overwhelming corruption in the country, Seemingly, generally. Yeah. generally. Um, and uh, it seems obvious here that he's trying to compare this to January 6th and be like, well, this is the same, right? Mm. Samesies? Can this not be samesies? No, and also, like, it's the, the reason it's not the same, first of all, is because the leader of the opposition wasn't <laughs> like, let's storm the palace. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it, it is, for, for better or worse, a naturally occurring protest that, that fermented because of genuine civil unrest. Yep. Yep. And I agree the government's corrupt. It's out of control. The people are and, and also, it seems that they have legitimate grievances. Yes. As opposed to the illegitimate ones. Of... Are you saying the January 6th protesters didn't have legitimate grievances? Kevin? Yes, that is what I'm saying. Okay, oh, interesting. Okay. Just to be clear. Just checking. Okay. Yeah right under the Declaration of Independence, not just here, but worldwide. He just said there's a right under the Declaration of Independence worldwide. That's what he said, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That, that'd be incorrect. To overthrow corrupt governments. We have that inalienable God-given right. Yeah, we didn't give that to everyone. We didn't even give it to all Americans. <laughs> by the paradox... John Brown would like a word. Yeah. ...of when you have a million people peacefully demonstrating on January 6th... Okay. There it is. You you uh -huh. called that. It's almost like I watched this video ahead of time, Listen, isn't it? You didn't it? have to say that. You could have just said, you know Alex Jones so yes, well. Yes, I'm psychic. I mean, I did guess that the moment he started talking about it. I, I did know where it was going to go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 21, 
and a few hundred get let in by the police and a few of them engage in some violence and a few citizens get killed mm. not even one one hundredth of what's happening in Sri Lanka or other places right now and it is called the greatest insurrection bigger than Pearl Harbor bigger than 9-11 I don't think anybody has said that really that ladies and gentlemen also uh, the, the Pearl Harbor and 9-11 weren't insurrections. They were attacks from foreign entities. Well, this is like, so Alex has little things in his mind that he remembers happening, okay. right? And all he can do is snatch those little bits and throw them into these strings of thought, right? So a lot of these radio hosts work this way. We've talked about this with people like Glenn Beck before, but... It's like the. It's like so what, Ale- we, we we talked about it in in the context of ancient Greek poetry. I think it's like the Homeric epithet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alex has covered, and I know this. He has covered. Uh, for example, I don't remember which lawmaker, but there was like one lawmaker who was on like you know uh, an evening TV show and said people are going to remember this like Pearl Harbor, and you know Alex blows that up and oh they're saying this is worse than Pearl Harbor, and then something similar was said with regards to nine eleven attack on our country the that we haven't like we haven't seen since 9-11 so those are what alex remembers and then he just pulls that bit out that it's been compared to that and he can attach whatever he wants to it Mm -hmm. for his audience is gaslighting that ladies and gentlemen is lies gaslighting is i wish we'd never reintroduced that term into american popular parlance Mm -hmm. meanwhile in the netherlands in Italy, in Germany, in France. Millions and millions of farmers are protesting the EU and their individual governments announcing a ban on cows starting next year with 30% of cows that must be slaughtered and over a five-year period reducing beef production down to 10% of what is currently. That is feudalism. So, Benedict, you know how the EU is banning cows? Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. You know how that's a thing that's yep, totally happening? Yeah, definitely true, yeah, and yeah. And just make up off the top of his head. Also, all those other countries, uh, the, the the Dutch protest, I think everyone is familiar with. Yeah. I think he's just making up that there are protests going on for those same reasons in other countries. Because um, we talked a little bit about the Dutch one, I think, where it's just like, uh, it's a local, uh, it's a national law. Having yeah. to do with uh, yeah. local no, no, they, they're not allowed to make national laws in the EU, Kevin. It's uh, all right. the behest of the EU. And I forgot, I forgot about all that. But yeah, cows, cows are being banned. Cows are being mm-hmm. banned in the EU. You will eat the bugs, says Klaus Schwab, and I'm sorry. Dozens. Of- you will eat the bugs. Uh, okay. He was doing a bad Klaus Schwab impersonation. Okay, okay, who's okay. the World Economic Forum? Yeah. He's been doing Klaus Schwab for like the last year, uh, ever since he learned that that man existed. Um, so that's that's been one of his new. I love boogeymen. it when someone has clearly learned a fact and then uh-huh. is like, "I'm going to bring this up whenever uh-huh. I can." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Alex has this whole. Um, conspiracy that's based on obviously the world economic forum the great reset oh, blah blah, that, blah that's not his conspiracy that's many 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 people's conspiracy right 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 but well alex is one of the pioneers of it obviously but the one pioneers, of his things the founding fathers if you will he always claims that there's audio of klaus schwab saying that the you future the, that, bucks. the future that he's building is that you will have nothing and you will enjoy you will enjoy it or you will like it or something like that right i can't do the accent has he played the audio <laughs> of course he hasn't because it doesn't exist because where he actually took i that would from, love him to do a fake recording of him oh, it'd be just, great 
It'd be great. <laughs> Where he actually took that from was his own misremembering of his own reported story. <laughs> Because he had reported on a story where the World Economic Forum on its website had like uh, a couple of videos of like five or six different, uh, you know, possible futures, right? Um, so like there was the technocratic future and stuff, and there was like the uh, utopian future, mm-hmm. and there was the, they even had like bad ones, right? They had like the authoritarian future where fascism takes over. And one of them was one where um, consumerism operates differently. And, uh, like, instead of where everyone has a house and they're always getting stuff all the time and filling their home with shit, um, things operate where people more often, like, people live smaller and Mm -hmm. they... Minimalism, yeah. Minimalism and, like, everything is rented. So, Mm -hmm. like, if I need a pot, why would I keep it in my house? I can just rent it. It'll be here in five minutes via this delivery system we have set up. And then I can use that pot and then send it back, and I don't have to keep all this stuff in my house, right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. And part of, <coughs> like, a booklet they put out to go along with that had the quote, you will have nothing and you will like it. And so Alex has it's blown... It's not... Uh, it, it's just because if you say it in a German accent, it sounds sinister. It sounds scary, That's right? Yeah, yeah. Alex has taken that and blown it up into this, and now he's talking about eating bugs because... He has seen some celebrities eating bugs on TV. Here's a question. Has Alex Jones done more original reporting in his radio career than Rush Limbaugh did? Oh, you know, I actually have to say yes. Yeah, I thought because you did. Alex, Because Alex's show is technically a TV show slash radio show, mm-hmm. and he has cameras that he will send out to location. And occasionally he will go yell at people through a megaphone or a bullhorn on location, which technically could be called reporting, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, and he has done some stunts. Like, most of his, it's all stunts, obviously. He's not actually doing yeah. any reporting. But he has, for example, I mean, like, his reporters were at uh, Unite the Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were reporting <laughs> Were they there. participating or were they reporting? <laughs> <Is> it- <laughs> little column A, little column B. But they were on the fascist side, obviously. Uh, but like, yeah, so there's, yeah, he's, he has done more than Rush Limbaugh. I will say, I will say. Of national TV shows from Australia, Europe, the UK, the US and Canada with Nicole Kidman, you name it, eating bugs and saying it's so delicious, you're not going to eat beef anymore. You're like, they can't make that happen. Yes, they can. Just like they said, no more plastic straws. Can you find plastic straws anywhere? Okay, that is not the same. (laughs) So he's playing a video in the background of Nicole Kidman on a thing, and I looked this up earlier, and I think it was Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair has, like, a secret hidden talent YouTube thing they do. Is her secret it's, talent eating bugs it, and it not was. pulling a disgusted face? It was. It was eating wow. bugs. She I, ate bugs. Here I am Fair. again, joking. Yeah, and then they have another one, which is uh, James Corden ate bugs on his TV show. And they just made the point, yeah, a lot of the world eats bugs. It's part of diets in a lot of parts of the world. Yeah, Mexican. Mm-hmm. Mex- you can get bugs in Mexico. You can get a bug taco in Mexico. Yep. They eat scorpions in Southeast but, Asia. But according to Alex Benedict, they're they're banning cows, and mm-hmm. you're gonna have to eat bugs. You're like, well, that seems reasonable, but see, it leads to then everything else. Okay. The globalists are still gonna live in mansions. They're gonna fly on jumbo jets. They're gonna have fleets of private jets. Okay. They're going to eat filet mignon. He's probably They're not wrong about that, beef. to be fair. Right. But also, his policies is but in support also, he's of insane. those people. <laughs> also, yes. 
All right, we'll give this another 30 seconds or so. Okay. See where it goes. But you aren't, and the economy's going to be destroyed because they list all carbon as toxic. I have seen in headlines saying... Okay, humans are made of carbon. ...for cutting down trees to stop carbon. Then show the what headline, What the fuck Alex. are you talking about? He's just making shit up. Yeah. He's just making shit up. Where would a UN scientist call for cutting down trees? To like there might carbon, there's yeah. there's the possibility that there's like an obscure like these specific trees need to be cut down, but I doubt that. I think that to me the way his speech pattern went there, it just sounded like he was bullshitting on the floor. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me. So that's Alex Jones's emergency Saturday broadcast, and that's Good like stuff. there's like an hour and forty five minutes more of that that we don't need to cover. So. Why don't we move on to another one better that we have now? One, two, three, three. four, Give me three. five, six, seven left. Okay, three. Number three is another PragerU uh, five-minute video. And this one is Understanding Marxism, Change the World. Presented by, who's this guy? C. Bradley Thompson, okay. uh, who you know how they always put underneath uh, what, this, what this guy is. Um, A jackass. They didn't this time. Oh, no, here we go. Uh, Brad, C. Bradley Thompson, author of The Redneck Intellectual. Okay. <laughs> uh, on Substack. I hope and, he's doing a voice. And America's Revolutionary Mind, A Moral History of the American Revolution and the Declaration that Defined It. Okay. So that's where this guy comes from. Let's take a look. Engraved on Karl Marx's tombstone in Highgate Cemetery in you the redneck intellectual and not throw on a southern accent. No, you have to do a heck accent. Yeah, you, you really do. Like you... you really do. North London are the following words. The philosophers have only interpreted the world in various ways. The point, however, is to change it. Substitute the word professor for the word philosopher. We really don't have philosophers anymore, and you get right to the core of Marx's enduring attraction to the contemporary world. Wait, so... He just said, hey, get rid of philosopher. Forget about what the quote says. Yeah, forget what the quote says. <laughs> say what I want it to say instead. Yeah. And where it says, and think it says about what I want the world, it to say. say, teach about the world. And then. <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. That's really dumb. Yep. Marx demands that the intellectual class, the professors of law, sociology, history, women's studies, anthropology, journalism, and so on, come out of the ivory tower and join the barricades to see themselves not as the preservers of the dusty past, but the creators of a new and glorious future. Oh God, this mm. guy has such a bad haircut, I just have to note. Like, <laughs> it's that thing where, like, he it's grown, it's not a comb over, but like, he, he looks like he saw a comb over once, realized he had too much hair left on his head to do that yet, but still decided to do it anyways. Oh, it was man. just all falling over one side, sadly. Oof. The lure has proven to be very strong, and it's not hard to understand why. How much more meaningful, exciting, and romantic to see yourself as an agent of change rather than a mere academic? Because How much more well, hold on. Okay, pause that. Because academia is one of the most exploitative career paths that you can go down, perhaps. True. And, and that people are taken advantage of constantly, especially as, uh, until they make tenure and their job is constantly at risk and hanging in the balance despite being world experts in the subject matter that they're studying. Maybe that would might make you a little Marxy. Also, I don't know. imagine being this guy and actually making a video telling people, don't try and make the world better. 
don't yeah. don't try and do anything. Also, the the other thing is again, once again, just because you someone teaches your ideology doesn't make it neutral, right? That's the other thing. Like just like teaching. Oh, they're just teaching facts. No, they're teaching facts from that you agree with. Oh, from yeah, your yeah. standpoint. Well, that it that's a classic strategy of theirs, right? Yeah. Is pretending that their stuff is neutral and everything else is not, right? Everything everything else is ideology. Right. Slavoj ex new book more meaningful, exciting, and romantic to see the young people who fill up your classroom as potential soldiers in the cause. That is not uh, what happens. On the whiteboard that that you know, little cartoon guy was standing at, uh, it, it reads, today's lesson is social justice. Mm. And then people in the uh, classroom pick up pitchforks and signs. Okay, the other thing is, most people aren't studying subjects where social justice might be relevant. Yeah. Like, they might do a class. <laughs> most of the time. Send them into the world with the same revolutionary spirit, the same disgust toward bourgeois middle-class values that you feel, and you've done your job. And we must give these lecture hall revolutionaries their due. Look around. For the most part, they've succeeded. Drill into any current leftist movement, environmentalism, critical race theory, the massive expansion of the welfare state, not to mention diversity, equity, and inclusion offices at every university and major corporation and you will find Marxism at its core. Okay. Okay. That's fun. So this is this is Mark Levin, writ, writ small, I guess. You know, how often do we start watching a PragerU video and realize about a minute in that it's the same as every other PragerU video, which is just claiming that yeah. everything is Marxism? Yep. Like, that is, I mean, it's, it's the old go-to. We got to give them that at least they're consistent. I guess. Yeah, it's messaging. It's I mean it is it is genuinely messaging. Yeah, like, but I think we see where this one's gonna go. Why don't we pick yeah, yeah, another? Benedict? Uh four. Number four. Easy. Number four. Ah, oh, we're on the John Birch Society. Oh great. Yes. Uh this is Tell me what a wheel is. <laughs> Let's fucking go. It is that same guy. It's Art Thompson. Oh, uh former head of the John Birch Society. Uh, and this video came out, let's see, July fifth, twenty twenty two. Uh and this one is titled leftists want you to protest dot 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 yes with everything you are seeing in the mainstream media you have to be very careful how to react regarding the supreme court's decision relative to abortion first of all god this guy his mouth is so wet First of all, the Supreme Court is an institution of the United Just, States that is the... Look, they got money. They could pay someone who's a better speaker. They really could. Or just to hold a well, hairdryer. Maybe not. Nobody wants to, to be his, hold, To hold a hairdryer to his mouth <laughs> so that it sounds less wet yeah. as he talks. Yeah. The decision did not make abortion illegal. It only reverted the decision for such things to be decided by the states. Which this will is much result like a wheel. In what? Yeah. I love that. The states that want to make it illegal, making it illegal. Yeah, I love that sure. that's the new uh, oh, AR so doesn't dumb. stand for assault rifle. Like, go fuck yourself. Well, no, it's the thing that Fox News does where it's like, uh, this'll never happen and then it happens and then they're like it happened and it's good yeah. like that that it's the it's the classic or like, it happened and why are you crying about it yeah why exactly stupid yeah. Lib? Like, in other words one state may completely outlaw abortion whereas the state next door 
could legalize it. So yeah, when talking okay. to people, make sure you make that distinction. <laughs> make sure that you take Republican messaging into your family home so that everyone knows. You know, that what we is think. all that is, is dissemination yeah. <laughs> of Republican talking points. Yeah. That's sad. Some states already have laws outlawing abortion, and others yes. seem poised to make it perfectly legal. New York, perhaps. What I want to stress today is that regardless of the issue at hand, guns, police violence, inequality, abortion, etc., that we as constitutional patriots never assume the tactics of the left. Okay, in I, the same week, the Supreme Court said that, gu- that New York couldn't make its own concealed carry laws. Mm-hmm. And had to had to stick to the laws of the the federal laws. Yeah, so I, spare me I'm that aware, bullshit. I'm aware. I know that, you that are. Everything I sucks know you, now. I, I know you are. Yeah. I just want to. I just want to rebut the man's point <coughs> in a way that he will never hear, mm. but makes me feel good. Mm. AKA arguing on the. That internet. is what the show is about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard of people on the right talking about taking to the streets. Oh, is this, this a lecture? Okay. Mm-hmm. And is a very dangerous tactic. History has proven that it only gives leverage to the left, and in many instances, <laughs> is he talking about January six? Like we can't be trusted not to do an insurrection when I we mean, protest. There has to be some recognition of that, right? Yeah. Although I'm pretty sure I remember uh, seeing a video of his where he blamed January six on Antifa. Oh, I'm pretty sure Art thinks that that was Antifa. The differences between the left and right can best be explained with the pincer strategy. Now, I've discussed this in other episodes of the pincer strategy and how is a two... Oh, Benedict. Oh, Benedict. You want to know what's on the screen in front of me right now? Is it, is it the Pokemon pincer? Nope. It's pressure from above. <laughs> oh. Pressure from below. <laughs> God, I love that. Two-pronged pincer movement of pressure from above and pressure from below. The left utilizes this strategy often. They do so by getting their minions into the streets, which is the bottom pincer, while at the same time pushing down from above with the media, academia, and government. You know what? Yeah, funnily enough, you know how we got the the Roe v. Wade overturned? Mm -hmm. How how Roe v. Wade was overturned? Pressure from above and pressure from below. Mm -hmm. If we're going to fucking talk about it. You you know, I got to give him credit, though, because at least... That explanation of this bullshit nonsense uh, is a thousand times better than the one that Glenn Beck gave us. Oh, yeah. Like that, but everything is a thousand times better than anything Glenn Beck does. Sure, but like he gave way more detail in the span of five seconds than Glenn Beck ever did when he was lying about Czechoslovakia and how <laughs> Soros at 15 years old or whatever had helped to overthrow it or whatever the fuck that was. The right does not have the same effect since we do not control or even have a free media. Sorry. What? <laughs> Sorry, what, what would you say it is that you're doing now? I mean, sir? okay. Again, to be fair to him, like, it, no, I can't even, because Fox News just is is spouting Birch Society talking yeah, points. but also... Like, Fox News doesn't is, mention the Illuminati with the regularity fine. that the Birch Society does, but they're saying but the same again, shit. What is he doing right now if not being on a media platform? Well, I mean, like, this video has like 1,500 views, so it's not sure. its not like he's got the greatest reach out there. But uh, I think we're done with this one. Uh, we have four more, Benedict. Give me a pick. Okay. 
two. Number two. We are back to Prager U. Uh, and this is another, uh, you know, Making America by Dinesh D'Souza uh, oh, videos. perfect. Let's fucking This one, go. Alexander Hamilton and Capitalism. Okay. For most of human history, wealth was presumed to be finite. Consider a boy on a playground with 10 marbles. How can he get more? There is only one possibility. He has to take someone else's marbles. Until okay. relatively... When? Okay. I don't think anyone actually thought that they, there. You may have an argument there as far as like how um, kings and shit saw that you know they needed to invade foreign countries to get more shit, but that's not what Dinesh is talking about. I feel like no, no, no. Well, he's going to go into into capital and leverage, I presume, and mm. and debt and so sovereign debt. Sure. Recently, stuff. wealth was mostly in land, and the only way to get more land was to take it. Conquest was the uh, natural mode of human acquisition. I mean, there was wealth other I, than land. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I believe that. Land was relatively... Well, but again, uh, that's what I'm talking about. I think he's presuming from the position of, like, monarchies and lords yeah. and shit. No, that's fine. <laughs> because for them... Wealth was about land because all of their wealth flowed from having that land. But, like, that's yeah. not, that, I don't know. And that's how most countries evolved and grew through force and conquest. The American Revolution was motivated in large part by resistance to this old way of doing things. To put what? it mildly, the colonists didn't like the idea that the English crown could take their money or property without their consent. No taxation without representation. Okay, that is a fucking huge leap. What what are we talking about here? Fuck your tea, bitch. That's what we're talking about here. Tested. Still, the control of money and property was only part of the picture. The bigger challenge would be this. Could the new world find a better alternative to the old world's conquest and seizure model? Alexander Hamilton... The no, first clearly fucking not, because what was Manifest Destiny, dickhead? I like... mean, yeah, you really do have to point out that over the <laughs> the next hundred years, we would expand. What What exactly did an ever Ever-increasing yeah. pursuit of new land, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Treasurer of the United States had the answer. Under his brilliant stewardship, the new nation developed a new concept of wealth creation, capitalism based on innovation, invention, okay. and enterprise. Damn, I didn't know Dinesh Kevin. was in favor of a national bank. Well, that, but also, I am not having it that Alexander Hamilton invented capitalism. Okay, you know... <laughs> that's that's not a song in Hamilton. No, I no, invented it's not. capital. No, it's not. Also, Dinesh, I mean, Dinesh has slobbered over Adam Smith plenty of times yeah. in the stuff we've seen from him. I don't know why he's given Alexander Hamilton the credit here. And it would be available to every citizen from any background with the willingness to work for it. America could get more marbles without seizing anyone's marbles. We would just make new ones. True, later in America's history, the government seized Indian land. Okay. I love the the late recognition of yeah. the things. Look, it didn't go as well as we'd expected, so we had to take <laughs> some land. Like, okay. Okay, we'll see where this goes. That wasn't Hamilton's idea. And obviously oh, okay, there so, were inventors okay. and merchants around before America. 
But America is the first society to be based on invention and trade. America, as Karl Marx later understood, is the capitalist society par excellence. Hamilton was the man who made it so. Venice was literally based on invention and trade, like the the city-state of Venice. Not only that, but many, 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 many other city-states and countries were based on trade. Mm -hmm. Hamilton's own life reflected the upward mobility. He wanted to be a defining characteristic of the new nation. Born in the small Caribbean island. Okay, okay. I, think he's I don't gonna, need the fucking song. We may as well play I, the song if uh, we're going to do it. It's only 12 miles across or whatever it is. Uh, okay, uh, three more, Benedict. Which one will you have? Give me, give me two. Number two. Benedict, number two is Alex Jones and David Duke. Give me one. <laughs> <laughs> and this, look, so the full Alex Jones, David Duke interview goes something like two hours. They were at a long time. This is a clip that the SPLC did. And it basically just deals with the point that they were... Their point of contention was over who the globalists are, right? They didn't disagree over any of the substance as far as there being a conspiracy. Their real point of contention is David Duke says that the globalists are the Jews and Alex Jones... Yeah, yeah, we talked about this during Alex Jones. Right, Alex Jones is like, no, 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 it's, yeah, there's some Jews, but no, there's other people too. (laughs) It's bad. The political correctness is such an open cult of ending freedom, of ending true liberalism, of ending free speech, and creating class warfare, infusing racial consciousness into class warfare, and whipping up giant exported populations to break and further destroy the West in an act of genocide. How the fuck did he say break then? Break. Okay. Break. Did you hear all of that? I so did, yes, it's insane. It, it's ri- but you you were talking over the very end of it there because I'm just going to jump back a few seconds and replay it for you because I think it's I'm important. Trying trying to stop people listening and to ben, crazy. Alex remember says. that he is supposedly debating David Duke here during this. Mm-hmm. This the David Duke, the white supremacist, is who he's supposedly yeah, yeah, debating yeah. here. Yep, yeah, nope, familiar. And whipping up giant exported populations to break and further destroy the West in an act of genocide against the ideas of the West. Okay. That's that's okay. white genocide. That's white genocide. That's all yeah, he said. That's, it's, yeah, that's, yeah. In an, yeah. In an that's, event where he is supposedly debating against David Duke, who also supports that Oh, yeah, that's the that ground position. he's willing, willing to cede to David well, Duke. Well, but, you know, he said the West rather than the whites. So that's their sure. point of difference. I just want to point out how paper thin the differences between these people are. Mm-hmm. That the reason I would have a David Duke on is not that I agree with what he overall is doing, but because uh, he is the mirror image I agree with what he's saying. of the spectrum that's promoted by Mecha, La Raza, the black supremacist groups, and all the rest of it. Oh, by the way, he has, uh, he believes, and I've heard him say this, that La Raza, uh, which is the, uh, you know, um, um, Hispanic, uh, Nonprofit organization. Uh, he believes sure. that La Raza stands for the race. Uh, and I believe that their slogan is something like, uh, poor, La, poor La Raza, what's the word for all? Uh, Toda. Uh, and if you're not with La Raza, nothing. I don't know how to say that in Spanish, you know. Uh, okay. But obviously, Benedict, what does La Raza mean? 
I mean, it does. But it what does it like, also mean in addition to the race? I, I'm the, not the sure what you're it's getting at. The people. Well, yeah, I mean that. That's the yeah, way that they it, mean it in La Raza. Sure. They don't mean the race. It's not a racist. Yeah. Okay. But I mean that that is what the word means. But it's it. Right. Yeah. It means. It means people. people. Yeah, sure. As in, viva and la so raza. He should have la a raza. show on MSNBC right next to Al Sharpton because they are two people basically promoting the same thing at the end of the day. And, and he may disagree with that. I don't think David Duke believes what he's doing is bad in the final equation. He believes he's a hero. Mm, don't say final equation when you have David Duke on. Mm, no. Bad idea. White Knight on Shining Armor fighting against... Uh, the globalist cultural white, white knight has a different connotation or, or corporate override uh, of civilization and undoubtedly that is happening but i see humanity being paved over by the hollywood culture of death across the board i see blacks targeted by the left who i have been around privately when they say we hate black people so there's a paradox here where what? the truth is the left needs david duke to point at so that they don't actually get the scrutiny and people actually realize these people are a thousand times, if you believe David Duke is wicked, a thousand times more wicked than he is. Now, okay, so Alex Jones is being like, I don't personally believe that David Duke is wicked, I mean, and I will throw that onto my yeah, audience. Yeah, isn't that insane? Because this is sort of his preamble before he, he starts talking to David Duke about And I think they've already been talking and they went into a commercial break and this is him after the commercial break. <laughs> but it's just insane the level he is going to here. Because I think Alex, for one thing, knows that a not insubstantial portion of his audience are also fans of David Duke. I think he knows mm -hmm. that because he, he knows that people post on his message boards and call into his show how, how and bring up the that? Jews all the time. Like he's he's fully aware and he doesn't want to lose any of them because that's his cash cow, obviously. But also, it's just weird how hard he's trying to hear a distance himself from David Duke while not distancing himself from David Duke. Really mm -hmm. weird. Now, David, we'll do the whole next hour too if you want, so we can each have five, six, seven minutes at a you know turn here going over this. But that's where I come from here, and 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 that's where this world is going. I want to get people outside the box to see the prison economy, how they've divided us into different groups to play the part of the referee. So David Duke of DavidDuke.com joins us. If you want me to... Ah, okay. yes, David Duke, oh, famously, famously of DavidDuke.com David and nowhere else. That's the best of DavidDuke.com. Oh, my God. Do your bio. I think everybody knows you're a doctor, PhD in history, authored a bunch of best-selling books, and been a grand dragon wizard, uh, and uh, all the rest yeah, well, of it. I'm not going to start it. making jokes about that, but... Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And okay, I hope you can so have he a... didn't say the KKK. He, he, yeah, okay. Good debate here. Well, I, I hope so. And Also, by the way, uh, they put up DavidDuke.com on the InfoWars feed for people course, to see. Sure. And, of course, there's some just anti-Semitic shit going right on on the front page of that. Yeah, uh, that if you give me a chance either. to talk, that would be great, and I look forward to a real discussion about some of the basic issues because... I would like to get down to the bottom today about who the real elite is in this country and in the okay. world that there is truly, go. as you say, and it's totally true, they're an enemy of all mankind. And I think for them, and you've even said this as well in the first part of the show, you said they want to, in some ways, go against your pen, 
peoples because they want to control the West and the power of the West. And I think that's why we're in these wars in the Middle East, really wars for Israel and wars for the globalist uh, powers. Uh, but I'm not, a, I'm not a, uh, a carbon copy or a mirror image of Al Sharpton. Uh, the truth is that there is a racism that dominates America, a supremacism. But it's racism, vicious hate propaganda and racism against the European-American. Now, these are all Jewish activists. I don't say every Jew, and I agree with... So, you see where it's going That's it. There. That's enough that's, of that. That's enough yeah. of that. And, I mean, I just... I'll, I don't have clips to, to show you, but Alex Jones spends plenty of time talking about how he thinks that there's more racism against white people in this country than there is against any other group. Um, I'm sure he does. Absolutely <laughs> does, man. So that's... That's what we got for you today. That's that. That's bad. That's not great stuff. <coughs> um, Benedict? Yeah. David Duke's a bad dude, isn't he? The, you know, not a great dude, not I would a great say. Dude. Uh, and not a great I would dude. say he is not, not grand in any way other than in his wizard powers. But, uh, thank you all for listening. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed the show. If you can't get enough of us, become a patron. $1 an episode. Shoutouts, early releases, blah, blah, blah. We love our patrons, uh, including all of them, who I shall read now. At Daniel Duncan, 4SC on Twitter, a state politician getting around ad rates one month at a time. Polly Hauptman, Melissa C., Justin Scott Woods, James Mitchell, Richard Drum, Mary Starshark, J.D., George Solonier, Gamork, Tickers Dam, <coughs> Janet Yutter, Stefan. Is that someone's patron's new name? <laughs> Shannon Hillman, Utah Outcast, Pause, Brent Lee, Dave Barwick, Dodd Snow, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Mockingbird Nation, Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, Megan Ruth, uh, Glowrung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blasphemy, Becky Scott Fairley, Stephen, and Cindy Dimmick, AJ Brantley, Tarja Cannon, Skeptical Seventh, and Balls Watterson. Thank you all as always. Till next time, I'm going to go die now. Bye. Club Podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.